Many changes when COVID came. For one thing, many people still worked, but quit going to work. That's led to a new study showing flexible work hours can make your heart 10 years younger. A first study between work and heart disease. One of the other changes when COVID arrived, large numbers of people quit going to church. The rate of church closures increased. Not everyone attended by Zoom in those lonely months. And sadly, they're not coming back in numbers one would have hoped. But just back home from several days in Cuba, I saw churches thriving with standing room only. There is something special about God's people meeting up, sharing a good meal, and then include baptism and communion with the preaching of God's word. There's a reason God gave us fellowship to encourage, to provide comfort, to help others in need, doing all in the name of Jesus. Loneliness must never be part of the Christian life. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on this Friday, we're wrapping up a very special series that we've been calling Johnny Cash, Out of the Darkness. Soon we'll come to the end of life's journey. And perhaps we'll never meet anymore Till we gather in heaven's bright city Far away on that beautiful shore If we never meet again this side of heaven As we struggle through this world and its strife There's another meeting place somewhere in heaven By the side of the river of life The last couple of weeks we've been thinking about the life of Johnny Cash. He went home to be with the Lord 20 years ago this past September. The song we just heard is from his album called My Mother's Hymn Book. It's a sweet collection of hymns that his mother loved and he came to love himself. But before he loved the Lord that these songs were written about, he ran as far and as fast as he could away from the Lord. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Johnny told me I'm my happiest when I'm performing. But sometimes Cash gets into trouble. There was not one person that didn't respect Johnny Cash. He sort of lived in his own atmosphere. He was darkness and light living in the same body. He was my hero for all the right reasons and all the wrong reasons. Make us all fleeting. That's famous fleeting. He faced his worldliness and came out wanting to be right with God. It's a biblical precedent that God uses complicated people. Do you have any regrets about what you've done? I forgave myself. When God forgave me, I figured I'd better do it too. That's a soundbite from the new documentary on the life and redemption of Johnny Cash. In a moment, we're going to hear from a man who met Johnny Cash a few times and how the Lord used Johnny to encourage his walk with the Lord. And we'll look at the life of Peter, who had turned his back on Christ. But once he was restored, he couldn't stop telling people about Jesus. Peter's life reminds me a lot of the life of Johnny Cash. And when you watch the new documentary on his life, you'll see how the Lord is able to redeem anyone, no matter how far they have strayed. After the program, for your gift to this listener-supported ministry, 
I want to send you the documentary, Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. My wife and I watched it, and how surprised we were with how well it was made. Yes, we enjoyed seeing excerpts from his concerts and hearing his music, but it's also a very realistic film about his struggles with sin and his conversion to Christ. You're going to be blessed to watch this film. And I think it's a great evangelistic tool because it clearly proclaims the gospel. You can watch the trailer at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And then make your gift there. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And remember, you can't find this DVD on Amazon or other online stores. Now I want us to open with Johnny Cash and underneath him, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Tempted and tried, we're off made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us, never molested, though in the wrong. Father, along we'll know all about it. Father, along we'll understand. Cheer up, my brother, live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by and by. When death has come and taken our loved ones, it leaves our home so lonely and dreary. Then do we wonder why others prosper, living so wicked year after year?
That's a song called Further Along. Can you believe it? Johnny Cash, country and western musician, made an album with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra in London. This is Haven Today and a program called Johnny Cash Out of the Darkness. Now, before we turn to Acts chapter 10, where Peter shares the gospel with the Roman centurion, I want us to go to Vancouver, British Columbia and talk with a man who met more than once Johnny Cash, Bentley Vaughn. Welcome to Haven Today for the first time. Well, thank you very much, Charles. It's great to be with you. Bentley, I'm told you have had the privilege to have met the late Johnny Cash in person. Tell us a little bit what he was like. Well, it was uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I met him uh, three times. Uh, one time in 86 at Expo 86 for 10 minutes uh, before the show. And uh, once again, same theater back in 1988. And then uh, October of 88, when he was filming a movie up here in Vancouver. And I got the real pleasure of spending 20, 25 minutes with him then. We just had a wonderful time talking about music and uh, and faith. And, uh, and it was just a great 25 minutes. You, you never think you'd ever be with your hero that long. <laughs> I know you think of Johnny Cash as a spiritual hero. How did the Lord use him to inspire your walk with Jesus? I, I first heard him when I was three and a half years old. And as I got more introduced to him, um, I would always hear, at least on every album, a, a gospel song or a, gos- a real gospel hymn, but mostly in his own writing, he would always, one or two songs on every album, he would always throw in a gospel reference. Speaking of the gospel, he would always make sure uh, near the tail end of the concert that he would do at least 15 minutes. You would always get a Johnny Cash gospel segment from him every night. You would uh, at, at least... Four gospel songs of faith would be sung, and uh, it would ma- really make you think. Well, gee, I, you know, I got to find out a, a lot more about this uh, this God and Jesus Christ he's talking about. And I'm sure happy that uh, you know he sang those songs. So I actually really looked into them, and uh, uh, I suffer from I have health issues, and I was born with cerebral palsy, so it's been. You know, to to move around and walk around is hard, but uh, it's easy. It's you get a little spring in your step when you got when you got Jesus on your side. All I can say is amen to that. Thank you, Bentley Vaughn, for joining us here for the first time on Haven today. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Charles, and I look forward to hopefully maybe in the future talking to you again. This is Haven today, and I'm Charles Morris in a program called Johnny Cash Out of the Darkness. And yes, there is a spiritual reference in our title, Out of the Darkness. It also goes back to a very real experience for Johnny Cash. At one point in his life, he was literally sitting in darkness, literally deep in a cave in eastern Tennessee, outside Chattanooga. He had crawled back there in that cave to die. But it's at that point, in that place, where the Lord drew him back to faith, and renewed commitment to follow Christ. Well, if you know anything about Johnny, you know he had been living a wayward life, 
a life where he was giving in to all the temptations that money and fame can bring. And yet he was lonely. He was suffering in deep depression. He was feeling like maybe his best option would be to just crawl deep into that cave and just give up and die. But the Lord had other plans that day. Johnny tells the story of Christ coming to him in a dream while he was in that cave. And this encounter with Jesus reinvigorated his spirit and set him on a new path and a new passion to use his fame and his talent to bring glory to Christ. Johnny thought it was too late for him. But Jesus showed him, and he shows us through this story, that it's never too late. Now, I know there's somebody listening today that feels it is too late. You've lived too long away apart from the Lord. You've done too much. You've gone too far. These are lies that some of us many times believe. Lies that Jesus overcomes through the gospel. He meets us where we are. And by faith in him, he leads us back. And that's what happened with Johnny Cash. And it's what happens with us too. It's never too late. Johnny left that cave called Nickajack with a newfound direction to his life. He would go on to use his popularity as a vehicle to share the gospel literally with millions. He started a TV show. He produced a documentary all about the life of Christ set in Israel. He spoke openly about his faith in concerts and interviews over and over again. Johnny witnessed to his Christ and Christ's redeeming power. Many knew him as the man in black, but his lasting legacy is a sinner saved by grace. It reminds me of a story that you find in the book of Acts. The very first things that Christ's followers did after he left this earth Jesus had gone, returned to heaven, and the disciples weren't sure exactly what they should do. They waited for the Holy Spirit to come upon them, and once that happened, they went out preaching the gospel, as he told them to do. And as the Lord was adding to their numbers every day, something happened to the apostle Peter, and that changed everything. In fact, what happened to Peter is the reason I am a believer today. And unless you're of Jewish heritage, it's the reason you are a believer too. And the story is found in Acts 10. Peter telling us what happened. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds, Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. You see, he was a good Jew, or so he thought. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times. And then that sheet was pulled up in heaven again. Now it was a dream... Peter was sleeping, not in the far back of a cave, but he was asleep, and the Lord came to him. And the Lord came to him in Joppa. And Joppa, if you've never been to Israel, is a city that is very close, just a few miles north of modern-day Gaza, where the war is going on right now. And we know what's happening in Gaza there. One of the most pivotal moments for the church came in this very region. And we continue to pray that Christ would make himself known in Gaza as well as Israel. 
and that many who are hurting and suffering will find his grace, just like Peter did at the very beginning in the first century in a dream. Now, that dream was a little bizarre, wouldn't you say? A sheet being laid out, all sorts of animals running around on it, many of them not allowed by the book of Leviticus to be eaten. But the Lord told Peter, kill these animals and eat them. Well, you might just read that and shrug. What's the big deal? But eating unclean animals had become a serious offense. Leviticus is clear about what animals are acceptable, clean, and what are not, unclean. But Leviticus doesn't say it's a sin to eat the unclean animals. Whoever did eat an unclean animal would just have to do a ritual for purification. But by the time Peter had his dream, the laws about purity were much stricter. It was now considered a sin to eat unclean animals. So Peter was shocked that the Lord would tell him to do this three times. Peter had denied his Lord three times. And here, Christ was showing him something three times, something that would change the church forever. Even more shocking is what the Lord said to Peter in response. Do not call unclean what I have made clean. What could that mean? We know that Jesus already said what goes into a person, what they eat isn't what makes them holy or unholy. So already we know the dietary laws were getting changed in the wake of Christ's coming. But that is not all the dream meant. Peter continued the story. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea, that's probably about 30 miles north of Joppa, stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came upon them, as he had come upon us at the beginning. And then I remembered that the Lord had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I should stand in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections. They praised God. They said, so then, even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Peter had a dream in Joppa. The dream was about animals, but it wasn't about eating. It was a vision from the Lord that the gospel was no longer just for Jewish believers. It was for everyone, even people he thought were excluded from the promises. It was for Muslims. It was for you. It was for me. It was for everyone, Jew and Gentile alike. That's what Peter learned when he was called to Cornelius' house. Gentiles have been saved by the Lord too. The promises of Christ belong to them as well. The door has been opened wide. Those who were thought to be unclean have now been declared clean by the Lord and welcomed into his presence by his Spirit. It's never too late to trust in Christ. We're never too far gone. We're never too sinful for him. We're never considered too impure or too unclean. He's declared us clean by way of the gospel. And he calls us even now 
to receive His grace. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sins. Grace greater on this haven today. Johnny Cash was one of the most well-known musicians in the last hundred years, but he became so much more than just a singer and a songwriter. 
He's still an American icon, even though he died 20 years ago. And in the new documentary of his life that we have for your gift, you'll see his ups and you'll certainly see his downs, but you'll also realize how his faith in Jesus Christ brought him hope and led him out of the darkness. Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon, is one of the best feature-length documentaries I've seen in a long time. It's full of images and music from his career. I enjoyed hearing from some of his children as well as his sister. But most of all, I gained a new appreciation for Johnny's life and faith in Christ. I think you'll be encouraged to see how God gave a broken man another chance to find Jesus and find forgiveness. So why don't you get in touch with us? Do it right now. Make your gift to this listener-supported ministry. We'll send you the documentary on DVD, Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. Come to our website. Watch the trailer of the documentary, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us right now and make your gift and ask for the DVD at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. We just had a listener call in and say, can I make a gift to the ministry and get three copies? I want to send them out to others as an early Christmas present. I can't think of a better gift than this. And just a note, you can't find this DVD on Amazon or other online stores. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. What is this all for, really? Why do Christians care so much about following Jesus? Why do we spend so much time praying and talking to others about Christ, reading our Bibles, singing, going to church? What is it all for anyways? So often I've been asked that question. And if I'm honest, many times I've found myself asking that question. Why am I doing this? Paul's words in 1 Timothy 1 ground me. The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Why do we do it? This is where a pure heart comes from. Christ centers us on himself and our faith follows. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.